Welcome to the No Pressure, No Diamonds podcast, where entrepreneurs come to harness their struggles, doubt, fear, negativity, and setbacks. They place pressure on the blessing of adversity to become the strong, fearless, excited, passionate winner they were destined to be. A A diamond. diamond. All right, tell me when you're ready, play. Yo, <laughs> I'm hot today, play. I'm, I'm go. hot. I got, I got some. You better what I say, what I say, Phil. Game here today, player. Hey, what I say. You better tell him to drop that baby off in the parking lot and get his ass in there, cause shit's gonna get hot on no pressure, no diamonds. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Yo, yeah, yeah. man. Well, okay, let's shoot. Go. What am I saying, man? We back, man. We back, we back, man. Once again, no pressure, no diamonds, man. It's Alex Rose here, and I got two titans. Literally across the table, it's almost like a, you know, a world. It's like a, it's like a, a, a life match. I ain't gonna say death match, man. It's a life match, man. Making life happen. And we got some. Uh, we're gonna be. You guys are in store today, but do not forget to like, comment, subscribe to the channel. Check us out on all platforms. Anywhere you can get a podcast, you know where it's at. But man, let's introduce our guest today, um, and this gentleman is literally one of the most interesting inspiring uh you know a family man a businessman man of god uh the the level and amount of care that he takes uh for himself not just for not for himself but for his family for his for his friends for his business partners for his uh, for his employees, I've seen it live. I've seen it happen. I, I've literally been in his office. I've been in his building, um, and seen the. Uh, I've been to his birthday. I've seen his. I've seen literally just the cup. The cup runneth over of love in in his presence to the people that that he's affected in many many ways. And we are we're going to be dropping a a book here real shortly. I mean, he was telling me it's it's already it's basically it's basically already sold out. You probably not gonna be able to get it when it goes up for sale because it's gonna be sold out. So you gotta rush to go and get it. And we're gonna be talking about failure is not an option. The Lewis Perry story. We have none other than Mr. Lewis Perry here today. What's going on, sir? How you doing, man? Well, I'm doing great. And I want to first start off by saying thank you for the great work your show does. Uh, your show uh, profiles a lot of very very influential people. And I know your backgrounds in the financial uh, area, which you do very well with your partnerships. And uh, I just want to say thank you for having me on your show. It's a great show. It gets a lot of uh, publicity and a lot of exposure. And I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. Amen. Well, we here now and we hot. <laughs> oh, yeah, we hot. All right. Matter of fact, I need a towel. <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> all right, go so, ahead. so we'll dive in. And, and I got my, I got, I got a, a great friend of mine, a partner in and a mentor as well, Mr. Itzibari Zulu, here to dive in on the show today uh, with me yes. as well. So he, he's about to be bringing some heat. He's about to bring some questions and some insight to you today. Well, well so let me I say, I know, I know his reputation, and he has a reputation for being a financial wizard. So if he asks me about financial stuff, he's going to have me beat. But if he <laughs> asks me about anything else, we're going to bring it to him hard. <laughs> Yo, man, we go at it so so. So I know the last time we was here, we was talking uh, just about your story, right? Um, and which is very, very important. But what inspired you to write a book? What inspired you to write a book, Louis? You know, everybody in life has a story to tell. Everybody. It's a different story with everybody. But everybody has a story to tell. But some people have the ability to tell the story 
and get it out, and some people just unfortunately don't. I had the opportunity to get the story out, so I took advantage of doing it. What inspired me is I have my story to tell, and this is my story. Failure was not an option, is not an option, and I didn't fail. I succeeded, and I'm grateful to God that I have, was able to do that. It was interesting, um, and you can jump into whenever you want to. Um, the title, Failure Isn't an Option. Now, where did that, did you come with, so some people don't come with the title before the book, they may come with it after they finish writing the book, and it finally comes to them and they come with the title. When did it come to you, you know, that title for the book, or what inspired the title for the book? What inspired the title was, as a kid in Brooklyn, New York, when I was coming up and started my journey from Brooklyn, I left New York to come to California, and I knew that a lot of people travel to different countries and states, and they don't make it. They end up going back. I wasn't going back. So for me, when I came from Brooklyn, New York to California, I knew I had to grind. I had to do whatever it took. And that meant at times living on $50 extra a month and eating at the 99 cent store, buying all my groceries at the 99 cent store, buying day old bread, whatever it took for me to be able to make it to the next week, to the next month, to the next year. Saving as I grinded, I made it today. 61 years old, I moved out when I was 18 from Brooklyn, I made it. Failure is not an option, is something that anybody has to put in their head to determine, no matter what, I'm gonna give 190, 200, 300, 400% of my soul to get to where I need to be, to maintain a livelihood, to take care of my family, and to live the life I would like to live. And that's why the book was named that. And it was named at 18 years old. Ooh. Love it, love it. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, one of the things, like I tell Alex, I said, you're, you're a unique individual, you know, and uh, you. memorable for great reasons too, Thank you know. And uh, um, I think, one of the things my first one of my first interactions with you that stood out to me was you stayed connected with what the beginning was because a lot of times and maybe you can speak on this people get lost in what's going on today but they forget just like you said 50 bucks right you know and uh, 99 cent store shopping the bread i can i can i can visualize that right i i remember um 99 cents tacos at taco bell I, I will not drink Tampico juice. I don't even know if they even have that anymore. I want some real orange juice nowadays, right? But but uh, maybe if you could speak on that, because I think a lot of times people have trouble keeping in front of them what the objective and where they came, came from. <clears throat> That's a, a, a great question that I'm going to lean on that question to another uh, statement. So to answer your question, I was always taught, no matter where you go in life, never forget where you came from. Uh -huh. And never forget the hardships that got you there. I think a lot of people forget that because they become this new person and they change the way. I'm, a, I'm the same way I was when I was a kid. I'm a little smarter. I'm a lot more knowledgeable of how life and the world works. But I'm the same person. So give me... $300 million or give me 50 cents, Lewis Perry's gonna be Lewis Perry. But 
if I have a zillion dollars, I'm never going to forget where I was in the beginning of my day because you know what? The trials that you start with in life is what makes you who you are at the end of life. And if you forget those trials, you forget all the hardships. That's how like these people who become very successful, they have to remember the people who are knocking on their doors looking for a break to say, you know, I was that guy. Let me give him an opportunity. I get that. Mm -hmm. But when you forget that, oh, hell with him. He's not there. He doesn't get it. He doesn't deserve it. You forgot. You forgot the you in that guy. <laughs> That's not what I want to ever do. Yeah. The second thing I want to apply to is you guys know that I work with the different TV uh, stations. I do all the crime prevention tips for NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox 11, and... Uh, one of the things that I've encountered recently in a newscast that I've been doing is when they call me about these killings of rappers. And the rappers forget where they came from. Some people make, you know, they, they went from making nothing to making millions and millions of dollars, and they forget the people down below. They forget the mindset. And that's what creates the problems that are sometimes out there. When you walk out there, now you got $3 million worth of bling on your neck, and you're walking into somebody looking at them like they're a piece of trash or acting like they're nothings and garbage, the hunger of that person will sometimes make that person say, give me the chain off your neck. You say no, they put a cap in your head, you're dead. For what? Mm. So the appreciation of not forgetting is something that goes from bottom to top. Never forget where you came from. I don't care who you are, what you are, white, black, Spanish, Jewish, poor, fat, skinny, whatever. Remember and always reach down. And that's what I do every single day, not just on Christmas. I got mitzvahs in my car, basketball, soccer, footballs that I give to kids all over the city every day of the year. That's a mitzvah, it's a gift to humanity. I don't just do it on Christmas. I don't just do it on Thanksgiving. I do it all year long, be a good person. Now, I'm not a perfect person. I don't want to come off like I am because I'm not. Mm -hmm. But I try to be the best that I can every day and help somebody. If it means grabbing a door for somebody, if it means telling somebody to have a good day, have a good day. And believe me, you may not think this. Somebody up there is watching. And I firmly believe that somebody up there, whoever that somebody is in your life, is up there and he's watching. So I want to be as best as I can and not forget where I came from. Huh. Man, interesting. <clears throat> Speaking of mitzvahs, what are some of the lessons? <laughs> I was just looking at one of the chapters in the book. It said, Lessons from an Honorary Jew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And that's a hot Absolutely. topic right now. It's, it's, it's hot, hot right now. And I'm, and I'm very appreciative. Okay. <laughs> so, what are some of those lessons, baby? I mean, so, so, I want to give away the whole book. I'm, I'm picking out certain parts that was very, just very interesting, just on the surface to me okay. from the book. Um, but what are some of those lessons okay. from an honorary Jew as yourself? The Jewish community, when I was a kid, it's an interesting thing. When I was a kid, the Jewish community used to pick me up in Brooklyn, my boss. And he would pick me up and take me to work and bring me home. And as a kid, I said, man, maybe this guy's dropping me off and then going home and hitting my mother. You know, and I, I'm thinking this in the back, and I'm sorry for, for saying something like that, but I was saying, why is this guy so wonderful to me like this? And what it was was 
He was just doing a good deed to give me an opportunity to be able to, you know, be successful. And the Jewish community has always embraced me with love, always, today. I used to watch the telethon on TV as a kid uh, with um, Rabbi Kunin, the chief rabbi, always. And I would watch him from Chabad and say, wow, what a show. And I wasn't even Jewish Mm -hmm. then, and I'm not Jewish now. And now, every year, I'm watching, I'm doing the Chabad telethon at 6 p.m. every year, for the last 12 years, I'm an invited guest at 6 p.m. with the with the rabbi on TV, live, seen all over the world. Mm. And the point is, look at the connection. I went from being a guy watching this guy on TV to being on his show every single year. One of the lessons that I'm going to tell anybody and anybody who's watching the show is this. Number one. Don't think that your actions are not being seen. Mm. What goes around comes around. If you live screwing people, you will be screwed eventually. If you live hurting people, you will be hurt eventually. Maybe not you directly, but something you love, your children. If you live being a bad person, something will affect you in a bad way and never turn and say, why me? Why you? Because you've been doing bad your whole life to others. And it came around to you. How can you rob somebody's grandmother of their finances in a fraud and then turn around when your grandmother gets robbed and say, oh, that son of a gun, why would he do something like that? It happened because you probably were robbing someone else. Not in all cases, but that's how life works. So the lesson I learned from the Jewish community is basically Jewish people are good people. Jewish people are hardworking people. Jewish people are united. Mm. And as anybody will ever tell you, if you're not doing great and people are not trying to knock you down, you ain't doing nothing. You ain't doing nothing. And that's why people go after the Jews, because the Jews are on A game. They work hard, they 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 put in the time, they spend smartly, they do a lot of things that are not every one of them, but they do things in a wise way, which makes people who don't have, in some case, oh, they're bad. They're the ones that are suppressing the world, they're the ones that are doing it. They're not doing anything but working hard. They're getting theirs like you should be getting yours. Yeah. End of story. That's what I've learned. That's mm-hmm. what I share. I love the Jewish community. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, what people don't understand, they, you know, they fear, you know. And right. it's even coming up in, um, you know, on the financial side of things and learning that uh, when you're not around that, then grow up around it, the the stigma is like, oh, if they're rich, they must have screwed somebody. They must have been a bad person right. or something like that. Right. And uh, it's it's all fallacies. Absolutely. Because if you money just enhances who you are anyway. So right. if you were a dirt bag, you get money, then you're gonna be more of a dirt bag. Exactly. You know? Yeah. No, you're <laughs> if right. You, if you were a great person, you know, uh, prior to that, then you're just gonna be in uh, giving. You're gonna be more giving. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and you know what. You can see that most people in the world that in a lot of cases have come and done the negativity, not just against Jews, but against blacks and against this one and against that one. They're mostly, if you do the research about these people, they're people who never had anything. They're at the lowest level of financials, family, uh, family gatherings. They're by themselves. So whatever's sold to them, including hate, they buy. Yeah. 
because they have no other direction. So what is a, is a hater feed on? Potential opportunities to bring in another hater. And the saying I always was raised with, misery loves company. company. Yeah. End the story. Mm, a thin line between family and business. Okay. Now that's one that I'm sure it affects everybody in this room. <laughs> thin line between family. So, so here's the thing. When I was creating Kadima back in the day, and always, I could be going to dinner with my wife and my kids. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you a specific story. I was having a party in the backyard of my house. There was about 75 people there drinking, eating, having a great time in the back, doing the pool thing. And I get a call. Mr. Perry, this is uh, uh, Dr. Conrad Murray uh, from Michael Jackson. I'm going to dinner in Beverly Hills. I would like you to start your work with me. I said, sir, what time would you like me to start? I'm already at the restaurant. Meet me there. I showered. I put on a suit. I left the party. And I was with Dr. Conrad Murray through the whole trial of the Michael Jackson case. Huh. I had to do what I had to do. My wife said, can't you send somebody else? No. He called me. Huh. I got to be there and take care of business. And so I did. And that's how my relationship with Michael Jackson, Dr. Dr. Conrad Murray started. I was the guy with him that whole time. Huh. Interesting. Whoa. Okay. So, so, so I apologize to okay. close it. The part of that is sometimes you have to sacrifice time with your family to accomplish the mission to be able to take care of your family better. You can mm -hmm. relate. We yeah. all can relate, yeah. right? Mm. It almost it seems like a catch-22, but it's. I, I've always learned it's not even so much the quantity as like the quality. The quality, absolutely. Because you can have parents that they're around their family yes. and kids all the time. Yes. But there's they, no memories there. They can't take them anywhere. No. Yeah. And and then you got folks where, um, they're. They're engaged when they're around, and you right. know, and then that's what I've learned by some mentors and stuff too. That the the time that you're engaged with them is more important than the duration of time. Exactly, mm. that's very true. Yeah, very true, hundred percent. You know, it's interesting because, <clears throat> especially just, I mean, you guys have been parents for a little, for a while. Everybody in the room has been a parent way longer than I've been a parent. Congratulations, uh, by the way, beautiful baby. Hey, Thanks. appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Um, it is new and it is interesting, and it is equals no sleep. But it is. But when I, we talk about the quality of time, um, that's everything. Quality, the quality of time with your with their loved ones, people that you know that are looking to you for guidance. You know, the reason why I, you know, I, I probably talk to my my dad every, <clears throat> I talk to him maybe every other day at least on the phone, um, but I spend maybe one day, maybe every couple weeks with him. But when it's me and him, it's literally just me and him hanging out, maybe watching some football, maybe drinking, you know, what I'm saying, maybe you know, talking a bunch of crap. That's what we like to do. But I will never forget that time where it's literally just me and him be, you know, I'm, you know, grown now, you know, to him, I'm still, I'm still you know, young Alex. Now, but now I got kids. So he's like, Hey, you know, you, you're bad now, but you know, hit just that time together with him. I will never forget that. Well, you know let, what I mean? let, let me jump in and say one thing. What is your father's name? Keenan. 
Keenan uh, Rose. Mr. Keenan Rose, I could tell you as a parent, no parent could be prouder than producing a good human being in society, and you've done that with Alex because oh, Alex is a uh, he's a gentleman, he's a scholar, he's a great person, and I'm sure he's going to be a great father. Let me go to fatherhood. Mm. When you're a father of substance, which the three of us are, the three of us are, no question, father of substance. The most important thing that comes in your life when you're a good person, period, is the fact that you put your children first to say, I'm going to work as hard as hell to give my kids everything in life that they will need to be able to take the name to a higher place. And that's through love. That's through providing a good family balance with a good wife, which you have and your mom, and your wife, and your mom, and your father, and your children, and my wife, and my children, to be able to say, I'm here, I've accomplished this, now I want to give you the opportunity to take it to a next level. When I retire, I'm just going to sit back and watch, which we call the plants you seed, is what will grow out of the plant. Sowing those seeds, man. Yes. So you gotta sow. I, I, I see. I see the wheels turning. I see yeah. the wheels turning. <laughs> you feel me on that? I, oh, I see no, the wheels absolutely, turning. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and we're, you know, one of the things. And here's the. And, and, and I'm gonna throw a monkey wrench in here, right? Um. Because I, I I feel like I could feel your heart, right? And when we say, and obviously you know some of the background in the field that I'm on, on there. So the, the word retirement comes up a, a lot, right? Mm -hmm. um, would I real, would I, this is one of my beliefs and I want to hear what your opinion is on this. Um, you, we might retire from a line of work, but I don't think we ever really retire. You know what I mean? Um, in the works. So for someone even like yourself, you might have the security company and you're doing what you do there, right? Um, but I don't really see you retiring because I always gonna see, I, I, my belief is that you're gonna be just as active when it comes to people, community and things of that nature. Cause that's really what I see more yeah. of than anything. So more mm -hmm. redirecting energy. Energy. Well, let me let me tell you this. His, I don't see him sitting down chilling. And you know what? Nobody <laughs> I does. I don't see it. <laughs> Nobody has, has that I know has said that they see that. But let me tell you this. <laughs> and you're right. But let me tell you this. Uh, you're 100 percent correct, but I'm gonna have some issues. Yeah. And before that happens, I'm gonna tell you what they are. Yeah. My whole life, I've been this automated, loud, uh -huh. flyer, business cards. Yo. Uh, you know, ready to go, ready. Uh, book. How do I turn it off? Oof. I mean, I'm going to, when I walk into a restaurant and I see an opportunity, how do I not sit? Let me run in the car and get some cards. Let me, let me drop a card here. Let me drop yeah. a card. So my wife said, and, and uh, my sister-in-law, Monica, said that, and other, many people said, you're going to find something else to direct your energy to. Yep. And that will be it. But, but, it's going to be hard, my brother. 
because I've done this my whole life. I don't even know how to turn it off. I don't yeah. even know if I'm going to need to go to therapy. They're going to put me in a chain, yeah. put me in isolation, in a, in, a, in a freezer or something, and just lock me in there and then change me completely out. I don't know the answer to that. But when it comes, I'm going to have to figure it out because yeah. otherwise... Well, you got us to help you with that. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll be knocking on the door. Hello. Yeah, yeah. No pressure, no diamonds. Let me in. Yeah, yeah. I got a business card to give you. <laughs> All right, Dad, I'm sorry. But, yeah. uh, but, oh, you about to say Yeah, I, I, and this is just what I've seen because I, I thought about this too, you know, and because I got in the field that, that I'm in not to ideally, because I got in my 20s. Yeah. So I'm 41 now. And you still a baby, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my thing was, I didn't want to have to work by forty, yeah. right? So I was putting myself in position to where I didn't have to work no more because that's what I thought, yeah, was the deal. And the closer I got to that, it was a few years ago that I realized, what the hell are you gonna do? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, you're too young to even think about it. And I know you surpassed the financial end of it, so you you just too young. But you know, I don't know what you're gonna do. But if I was forty. <laughs> conversation with you you know 40 years old you still a baby when you yeah. get to 61 60 something like that that is yeah. way to talk but i know you made the money and you still make yeah. the money so being 40 is really not a conversation to have at 40 i don't think i, don't think. I may be wrong but i don't think well i i, I adopted this that i'm probably going my energy is shifted in different directions okay but as long as i'm breathing i'm, I'm not going to necessarily stop I might be doing, I might be operating differently. Yeah. Because there might be, there's seasons in life. Yes. yes okay. That, yes. That's that's what I realized, seasons in life. But what I see, because for myself, I started seeing this, and I think I see it for you, it's because uh, you're a people person. Absolutely. You know, so I think, and this is me foreshadowing, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. that the value is going to be in uh, the works with people. You know, mm -hmm. because people are going to be able to grow. Because, you know, with me, what I get excited about nowadays is putting the effort or playing a role in someone else's success actually gets me juiced. That's beautiful. I, I didn't realize that till a couple of years ago. Yeah. I had to figure it out. I was like, Whoa. and that's what it is. And I kind of see that same in you Yeah. to see, because like your boys, I remember when you were describing and talking, you know, with your son and, and Adam and Jada. Yes. And Mirage, yeah. Yeah. And then lit up, you know, when, when it came to that. And then, you know, going across the world, doing what they're doing and all that stuff. And, uh, like, even, you know, my son plays basketball now. He's only, what, seven, you know? Well, I got a mitts in the car for him before we go. So we're going to walk out to my car, and I got uh, a bunch of stuff in the car for you to take home to your children. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, but, go ahead. but I was telling the buddy, I actually am more excited to see him play than I am LeBron James. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I get yeah. there's more emotion and excitement because if I go to a Laker game, I mean I enjoy it, but I'm not like just yeah. standing yeah. up the whole time. Yeah, of course. It, yeah. You know, so so I realize when you play a role because I played zero role in LeBron James doing whatever he, he's doing, but you know my son, there is you, you actually know. have uh -huh. played a role in what he's oh. doing. Paying for them tickets. Paying for those goddamn expensive <laughs> tickets and shit. That, that yeah. $30 million buy, dollar contract. Or buying those sneakers he wears. Yeah, you're playing a role. Yeah, we right. playing a role. That's you true. You mean I think you are, but you are. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. Oh, I know I am. Go yeah. ahead, play. <laughs> but yeah. I, I see I see that. I see more of the mentoring. I see that aspect because if 
and I think you, you were similar on this, that doesn't drain you. That juices you up. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, listen, your partner here, mm-hmm. he talks about you literally like a, a honorable member of his family whenever he men- mentions your name, whenever he brings you up. This, 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 this. So you already have, and this is just close. Yeah. I can imagine on the outside how people respect you oh. because you've done great financially. You have a name out there. You've done very well. You've built this very successful business. And the time of doing that surrounds you by the people who are saying things about you when you're not even listening. Why you're not even there. And you have that in him. Because I met you first, Mm -hmm. and he was talking about you to me. Mm -hmm. And when I saw you, I said, wait a minute. (laughs) This guy was at my house. (laughs) So I met you first, invited him to my house. No, you to my house. Saw him. We went to lunch. And we knew each other already before he even met. And he was talking about you. Oh, you got to be my partner. My partner this. My partner that. My partner this. My partner that. And I was like, wait a minute. I know he knows how to eat, but does he know how to do business too? <laughs> so, so hey, I feel you. Yeah. yeah. So you're doing no. your thing. You making you making your mark already, and you're too young to retire, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Nah, I mean, yeah, you know, and, and and we coming up, uh, coming up here real quick, man. And, and I wanted to cl- close out with this this last one, man, which is very. This one, just the title of this is is amazing. I'm supposed to happen. Mm. So that is such an interesting. Just a t- <laughs> that right there. I mean, I, you, you take that so many ways. Yeah. But when you say I'm supposed to happen, what does that mean to you? Well, you know, being who I am, often people cannot relate. I'm loud. I'm aggressive. I'm funny. I'm fat. Solid, uh, you know. solid big, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> When I say, and I'm I'm secure, so when I say I'm not supposed to happen, meaning that this is who I am. I'm not being somebody else. This is who I am. This is who Lewis Perry is. I can't, my wife, we go, so, why are you so loud? Why are you so, that's who I am. Why do you need to walk away from the table and go say hello to somebody else? And That's who I am. Why you need to reach out and give a business card to somebody four tables? That's who I am. Why you need to buy all these basketballs and footballs and soccer balls? That's who I am. Mm. Why do you need to be so extravagant? That's who I am. When I say I am supposed to happen, I am not just supposed to happen, but this is the way I'm supposed to be. Mm. Wow. And that's my answer to that question. This is, there is no, you know, I mean, who's, you not come to that to, who's not supposed to happen? Yeah. I mean, what I put in there, I'm not supposed to happen? Hey, my mother made me, my father made me. I happen. If I wasn't supposed to happen, guess what? Wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. <laughs> so it's just actually a simple answer because the, the question is in the answer. I'm supposed to happen. You're supposed to happen. You're supposed to happen. Everybody's supposed to happen. And if you think ever that you're not supposed to happen, something's wrong. Yeah. Mm. It's just like that self-acceptance. Absolutely. You know, that's powerful right there because, you know, you hear now, especially media, they talk about a lot of people, they struggle with that. They struggle with it big time. You got people committing suicide, doing all kinds of craziness in my book. But 
that is probably one of the biggest roots to accepting themselves, mm-hmm. you know, cause we have this, uh, what was it called? Uh, uh social <clears throat> approval, approval addiction. Mm-hmm. Like we're always worried about what other people feel about us and think exactly. about us versus how you feel about you. Exactly. You know, which is the most important. Let me just say this on top of that. Mm-hmm. And please, anybody listening to this show, don't take this wrong, but I'm going to keep it real. Mm. I, do not give a damn what people think about the way that God has made me feel comfortable to be as long as I am not hurting from somebody, stealing somebody, beating somebody, or hurting somebody. My personality is my personality. I'm sorry if it's ever offended you, but this is who I am, and I am supposed to be that way i love it hey man you know what <clears throat> and, and taking offense is a choice man you know hey. especially when it you know you know you know so when people do take offense to really anything it's a choice that they choose to take offense to something mm-hmm. right so even if, you know even if it was intended people have to take it you know have to make that decision to become offended so you know that right there really really just hit me hit me different you know is not being addicted to the approval of others you know, not caring about what somebody thinks about how you go about doing what you do, especially if you're if you're if you're pouring love, care. You know, you're, you're pouring belief into people. You're pouring belief. You know, a lot of times, you know, just to be like, like I like to do things so I can pour belief back into myself. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm so um, that you know, I'm supposed to happen. You know, can just literally be just a, a life mantra. You know what I mean? I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to be the way I'm because put that on a yeah. T-shirt. Yeah. Let, Shoot. let me let me just say this. You know, a lot of people because they can't be successful in your field, the finance field, or they're jealous of the level of success that you have obviously accomplished, right? Mm-hmm. And you have obviously accomplished, right? Amen. There are going to be people out there. And they're going to come at you and they're going to, you know, they're going to have the negative eye, the negative look. You see, a very special person that I've met, and I met some of the top people in the world that you know. I've corresponded with presidents, popes, dignitaries, kings, queens, royalty. There's a guy that I want to talk about real quick in, in my closure. His name is Dr. Keith Black. He's a neurosurgeon at Cedar sinai He's a very, very dear friend of mine. And we talked one day when I was making a transition in my growth. And he said, Lewis, how do you feel? I said, I feel good. He said, would you, I'd like you to have, uh, would you like to have a, a, a gla- little glass of, uh, of whiskey with me at the end of the day? I said, well, no, doc, you know, I'm still working. I got a little more time on the clock. I don't want to do that. But he said, okay, no problem. He said, let me tell you something. When I was going to Michigan State in college, my professor said, don't be a neurosurgeon because it's too hard. And he thought about it. And he said, you know what? What's too hard? I'm smart enough to do this. He became the number one neurosurgeon in the world. In the world. Dr. Keith Black, who's a very good friend of mine. And I could tell you, that put a light in me to never, ever 
Not just say what I can do, but not care what other people think about the direction of travel that my life is going to take me in. Mm. And that's the most important. I want everybody who's watching this show to know I am nothing special. I'm just a person that refuses to lose. Failure is not an option. Read my book if you get a chance. Check it out. It'll give you some inspiration. Believe me, I came from the projects of Brooklyn, New York. I know what starting on the bottom is all about. And I tell you, it has been a great journey. I've been blessed. And nobody ever is going to ever give me the mindset that I'm less or I can't do. Regardless to the color of my skin, my weight, my size, whatever the situation may be. Nobody's going to ever make me feel less of a man than I am. Awesome. Hey. Oh. <laughs> I like to call that a drop the, the mic, mic moment. <laughs> right there, I'm telling you, man. But that's, um, <clears throat> man, what an inspirational message today. I'm excited about this book coming out. When is it? Do we have an official drop date? What do we got? That book is already out and has already sold 700 copies as of right now in two weeks. <clears throat> okay. That book is not expensive. You could pick it up. There's a flyer I think you have that shows and tells people where they can get the book, how they can get the book with Amazon. It's very simple. You just go on there and say failure is not an option. The Lewis Perry story on Amazon.com and you could pick up the book. The book is amazing. It's a great book. I'm going to bring you a free copy. I'm going to bring you a free copy, and I'm going to sign it for you guys and drop it off over the next couple of days. However, you can go on Amazon and pick up that book right now. It's ready. It's on the grill, and it, it's ready. It's ready. It's popping. He said it's on the grill, man. I love it, man. It's on Amazon. Yeah. We're, we're, I'm telling you guys right now, when he says when he says 700 copies, that's literally by him just saying, this is why booking is coming out. People are already getting it right now. Yep. Uh, so please go ahead and get your hardback copy um, of Failure is Not an Option, the Lewis Perry story uh, purchased on Amazon. And I'm just excited because, you know, to be real with you, man, Lewis Perry is no joke. I'm telling you right now. He, he he's by he's sought out by dignitaries, kings, qu kings, queens, popes. You know what I'm saying? People around the world seek Literally. after this dude. I'm telling you. So his story is amazing. You guys got to get to it. I'm telling you. But, man, Zoo, you want to close out anything, man? No, definitely recommend it. And he's – because here's the thing that I can appreciate. There's a lot of people who put stuff out, but quite frankly, we'll be honest, they're fakers, right? <laughs> they're just fakers. They, you know, they, they, they want to make the money and get famous off of talking about something versus actually doing it and done it and then telling the story of what they did to get there. So this year I already know, cause I know you personally. Um, so I already knew your story was amazing beforehand. So to put that, I'm actually impressed that, cause last time I seen you, you didn't have a book, right? No. You know, so for you to have that shows progression and then that is a jewel to be able to put that in a book. So it lasts generational, right? Far after we're gone. That those things are still there in print. Um, I would recommend to, uh, you know, this will make it work for you, though, but the uh, 
the audio version because you got a unique voice. It's already there too. Oh, you got it. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm man. not the one. I'm not the my one man. doing the audio. Okay. The audio version is done by a professional at Amazon. Okay. So you could get an audio or you could get that version. Either one you can get. It's already up there. It's already there. <laughs> okay. It's just not we my voice. Hear, we need to hear your voice. Well, you know that's gonna cost you a little. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That might be a little premium. See, I don't want to put that extra price on there. You know, I'm trying to keep the price low. But can I say one last thing? Yeah, of course. Of course. In closing, one last thing. You know, there's somebody out there right now watching the show, and they're in between some place that they want to go to or some place that they want to change. I, I speak to you and tell you this. You know, don't ever feel that you're the only one going through the situation, especially people who are out there committing suicide, giving up on life and, you know, taking your life. You have no idea the value that you present to people because sometimes people just don't tell you. Uh -huh. So if you're having a difficult moment or you're at a place, seek help. Seek somebody you could talk to. There are all kinds of suicidal lines. That I, unfortunately, I don't have them with me that are out there that you could call people and talk to them and say, I'm going through this emotional situation. Because when you take your life, you hurt so many people. You hurt your kids. You hurt your mother. You hurt your father, your wife. And, and, and everybody goes through something. There's nobody in this world that lives a perfect life that's not going through some form of a situation or another. So I speak to you to tell you that if you're in a place where you're saying, how can I get out of this? How can I do this? I was there. I questioned it once. How am I going to have a good life if I started with nothing? If I have nothing? As long as you know where you want to go in life and where you want to be in life. You can get there just by knowing and taking the steps to make it better. Drugs is not the answer. Alcohol is not the answer. The answer is to take progressive steps to make your life better, to do better. And I promise you, you will see the light. Look me up. If I could talk to you or help you, I got your back. I'm open and available. May I give my number? Of course. My office number is 213-688-3019. My name is Lewis Perry. My email is lperry at kadima, K-A-D-I-M-A, security.com. Don't give up. Stay in the fight. And once you succeed, remember, always look back and help another person up. Doesn't matter race, creed, religion, sexual preference. Help somebody else up because your life will be even more rewarded. God bless you. God bless your family. I hope 2023 is a great year for you and your family and friends. I love you. We love you. The world loves you. Stay in the fight. Thank you. Hey, amen. Amen to that. Just remember you guys. Go ahead, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, log into the Patreon as well. We do have a Patreon now. Uh, so go ahead and log in uh, to that at mpnd uh, forward slash Patreon. And just remember, failure is not an option. 
So without no further ado, no pressure, no diamonds. Let's get it. Hey, y'all, we appreciate you sticking with us to the end. And if you did, we know that you enjoyed that episode. Because you enjoyed that episode, we're going to ask that you like, comment, subscribe, and share this episode with a friend. By the way, take a look at the website at npndpodcast.com. You're going to find all of our previously recorded episodes, all up-and-coming episodes, clips, and, uh, and there's a ton of great stuff there. That's npndpodcast.com. Take a look at that, and then we'll catch you on the next one.